Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. It is great to be with you on a Friday. On Twitter, at Locked On Bengals, at James Rapine. Every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. You can subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. I think this is one of the more interesting teams this year are the Bengals. I I think they're really intriguing. I do. And uh, the reason I do is because they have they have a lot of question marks. A lot of boomer bust who knows what's going to happen type guys. And maybe it it evens out and it levels out but literally like if you told me the Bengals would be 11 and 5 I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me they were 5 and 11, I wouldn't be shocked. That's six wins different. Like that's a six win difference. The Patriots don't have that. The Browns don't really have that. The Ravens I don't think they have that that big of a gap. Like this Bengals team could win the division or they could be last in the division and I wouldn't be shocked. I might be a little surprised if they were 5 and 11 or a little surprised if they were 11 and 5, but I think that's the gap. And it's just because there's so many questions. And that is why I have such a struggle in being bullish on this team this year. Maybe it's because I just sounded like a clown last year when I said this team was going to be so good offensively and they were the worst offense in the league. When it took them until week three and a new offensive coordinator to score a touchdown. Maybe it was that. But this team... There's just so many question marks and so many things holding me back and preventing me from going all in. And I'm curious to to ask you the same thing. Like, is are you all in on this team? Do you think it's playoffs for this team? Do you think they're going to suck and end up with the quarterback from Missouri next year, the lock kit? Like, what? where are you with this? Because I think it's interesting. I'm bullish. On a few of these guys, I think the the whole fan base thinks John or excuse me, Joe Mixon is a stud. I think everyone buys into Tyler Eifert if he's healthy. We're split on Andy Dalton to a certain degree, but everyone can agree he's at least a pretty good quarterback. But I was talking to Chick Ludwig about this, and he covered the team for years, and he he said uh, he had a conversation the other day, and uh, we we host on 700 WLW and ESPN 1530 from time to time together. And Chick was like, yeah, James, you know what's funny? If you took away the the team, the name, the Bengals, and you just looked at their roster and you said they have an all-pro in Geno Atkins, uh, an all-pro in A.J. Green, a pro bowler in Carlos Dunlap, a pro bowler in Vontez Perfect, uh, a young edge rusher like Carl Lawson, um, a soon-to-be Pro Bowler in William Jackson, a franchise quarterback in Andy Dalton in his prime. And, and, and he kept going on and on. Young, talented running back like Joe Mc, like he just kept going on and on and on, that you would be buying into this team more. And I'm not sure that's the case. I don't think it's because I'm so close to them that I'm jaded. I don't think that all of my years as a, a Cincinnati sports fan have ruined the way I look at the Bengals. I don't. I just see so many ways and so many different possibilities for things to blow up in their face and not go as well as they could. 
obviously injuries can hurt any team, but this team is investing in a, a, a lot of dollars slash hoping a lot or hoping to get a lot out of guys that have been frequently injured, that have dealt with their fair share of injuries. And it's it's something that that certainly concerns me. I mean, think about this team. They are hoping that between John Ross, Tyler Eifert, Cordy Glenn, and now Billy Price, and I know he was cleared and he had all those starts, but let's be honest, he got injured at the Combine. Okay? And I know he's not injury-prone, and I'm not saying that, but he's still. It's his first NFL season, and he was injured for most of his offseason. They need all four of those guys to stay healthy. You've heard me talk about Andy Dalton and how important it is for him to stay healthy because behind him is a bunch of crap. I mean, they got nothing behind him. So now we're talking about a team that more so than most teams needs to stay healthy and is reliant on guys that have long injury histories. I haven't mentioned Carl Lawson. He stayed healthy last year. You know how many injuries Carl Lawson had in high, or in college? A lot. Like everyone talks about how injury-prone John Ross is. Lawson's the same. He wasn't hurt his rookie year and performed very well, but he's had a lot of injuries. And so this team is reliant. Andrew Billings has had a significant injury, and they need him to perform this year. They're reliant on a lot of guys that have injury history. And, and so that's why I think it's such a wide gap for me. I could see if everything goes right, they win 11. Things go wrong and Andy stays healthy, but things go wrong, I could still see them winning five. If Andy gets hurt, they're winning like two or three. If he gets hurt week one. I mean, they just don't have the quarterback play to do it. So I think that that is very interesting. The range between the Bengals and the wins and loss, like how big of a gap it could be. Am I crazy there thinking that there's at least a six-win gap? How many teams have that? Like, if you tell me Andrew Luck's healthy for the Colts, they're probably winning eight to ten games. That's a two to two to three win gap. Houston, as long as Watson's healthy, eight to ten. You know, I mean, you, you can, for the most part, as long as the quarterbacks stay healthy, you can gauge where a team's going to be. I would say the Cleveland Browns are between four and seven. The Patriots are between eleven and thirteen. I mean, name a team. The Rams will be between 9 and 12. You, you can just do that. The, the Vikings will be between 9 and 12. The Packers will be between 7 and 10. Even though Tony Romo said they're the team to beat. Don't buy that one bit. The Bengals have the biggest gap. And while I, I totally get why, and, and I started the week off by saying, yeah, they should make the playoffs with what they got on paper. Absolutely. If their main guys stay healthy, they're going to the playoffs. But I don't know if I can buy into the fact that they're going to stay healthy. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Uh, ESPN did something interesting and, and wrote something interesting about Joe Mixon. And I want to get to that next on the Locked on Bengals podcast. ESPN's Mike Clay wrote about Joe Mixon. And it, and it was a fantasy article. And he basically said he had some concern about Joe uh, moving forward moving into his second season and I think he's probably the most optimistic 
uh, or, or the the player that Bengals fans are most optimistic about heading into year two. And I certainly know that the coaching staff is very optimistic about mixing heading into year two. Um, I, I thought this was really interesting, and Lance McAllister played this on ESPN 1530 yesterday. Um, Kyle Kasky, the Bengals running backs coach. Uh, oh, Actually, I'll get to that one second. But first, Mike Clay noted two things. He noted Joe Mixon's elusive rating, which was 49th of the, out of 53 running backs that qualified, according to Pro Football Focus, and his yards per carry at 3.5. Obviously, the offensive line much improved. We're talking about a new offense. I think Joe Mixon translates well. I think he's due for a big season. I'm thinking... 13, 1,400 yards from scrimmage for Joe Mixon. Minimum. Minimum. I, I think it, I would probably take the over uh, there at that. I could see him 16, 1,700 yards from scrimmage for a guy like Joe. And the, the interesting thing here, uh, and this is two minutes, you'll hear Lance McAllister, uh, ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW, and uh, Kyle Kasky. Um, this is those two talking about Joe Mixon. His work ethic has been phenomenal. Now he's he's young. He just turned. I mean, he's twenty one right now. He didn't turn twenty one till training camp last year, so he, you know he won't turn twenty two till right before the season. So I mean, you, you think about what you were doing when you were twenty years old. Were, were you going through training camp in the NFL? Probably not. not. <laughs> you know, and 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 for him to to come in and and uh, do the things he's done. I know it was a, a disappointing year number wise for him. Uh, it was disappointing in, in my book too. Uh, you know, I I expected more from myself to get him playing better obviously as a coach you know it, it reflects on me but he's he's done everything he needed to do this offseason he he looks really really good he's in shape he's in great shape right now and uh i know he's working hard right now he just had a camp at home and and he's he's holding that and he's trying to give back to the community i know he, he helped aj around here with his stuff so how about geo and joe together in the backfield at times how possible is that what what um it's always a possibility it depends on, uh, you know, the, the obviously the play caller calling it. Um, I I love the idea personally. I I, I think. You, oh, your eyes are lighting up. <laughs> I, you know, and and that because for the most part, I, a lot of times I'm coaching one guy on the field, and it's kind of fun to have more than one yeah, guy on the field. Yeah. And 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 plus, it, I think it goes down to what I said earlier. You just get the talent on the field, and you find ways to get mismatches. And and if if that if that shows. A possibility for a game plan. I'm, I know Coach Laser is going to do whatever it takes to to make it work. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's not a possibility. It's yeah. sure out there. What um, assess Joe Mixon as a pass catcher, a threat out of the backfield from that standpoint? I believe he can do anything out of the backfield. I think he can catch the ball as well as anybody. He's a very large target. Yeah. He's long. You know, he's he's not your normal sized built running back. You know, he's. He's got a little bit more length to him, so he he can he's a bigger target. So that's good coming out of the backfield, especially you know if you run it against you know some linebackers that really yeah. aren't built to cover guys like that. And he can he's just as quick as he is fast, so he he can he can do all that. Kyle sounds sold. And I and I I know the organization sold on Frank Pollock. You heard Richard Skinner yesterday on the podcast talk about that. To me, I think Joe Mixon. Health, and this has been a, a health is important podcast, but I think Joe Mixon has a huge year if he's healthy. I'm not concerned one bit. And if you you don't like him in fantasy leagues, he's, he probably goes too high in these local Cincinnati leagues. But if you're in like a, if you're listening in wherever and you're not around Bengals fans, 
Joe Mixon's a guy I would target. I, I do. I He's the guy, like, it's A.J. Green, Joe Mixon. Those are the two I'll target. Not even John Ross, really. I might have him in a few leagues later, late, late in drafts, in, in deeper leagues. But, like, a 10-team league, I'm not drafting John Ross. Um, I'll watch him on the wire and see what he does. But uh, those are the two in that order. I'd take a flyer on Tyler Eifert as well. But Joe Mixon, I really do. I expect 1,500 yards from scrimmage from him, around that. I, I think 1,700 is probably the max. And uh, 1300s the low end, which is still a productive fantasy running back, and it's still a productive running back for your Cincinnati Bengals. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Plenty of guests on tap. We'll get to uh, our training camp countdown now that we've reached July. This is our last podcast in June. I know it was a weird month with all my vacations. I'm back. We're back, and we're back at it five times next week. This is the only place you're getting daily Bengals podcast coverage, so subscribe. Have a great weekend, and until Monday, I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. <laughs>